Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, and we keep you up to date on trending news topics in the vegan world. Now, with the pandemic going on and everything, we haven't actually done an episode like this in a while, but we are going back to our roots and we are actually going to talk about vegan news <laughs> for the first time in like three months, it feels like. I think almost four months. Wow. Because it's the pandemic stuff started in like mid-March. Yeah. And then I think we did one episode that maybe had a couple stories, but other than that. Yeah. We haven't talked about the news in almost four months, which is too long. There hasn't been a lot of vegan news that we've come across. And also, yeah. forgive us if we're rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, did we roll the intro? Yeah. Oh my the God, that's intro? true. We get to roll the news <laughs> intro even better. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so rusty. This is Plant-Based News with Cat and Dev. Bringing you their unsolicited opinions on the stories and scandals taking the vegan world by storm. Hello and welcome to the news. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. This week making news, California court sides with Miyoko's. Woo! Celebrate! Celebrate good <laughs> times, come on! Okay, so here's the situation. Um... The California Department of Food and Agriculture had a lawsuit filed against them because they were demanding that Miyoko's take out the terms um, dairy and butter from their packaging, even though it's clearly labeled vegan and made with plants. And then they also wanted them to stop saying cruelty-free. And then the weirdest one is they wanted them to take down a picture of a woman hugging a cow that they had on their (laughs) website. Yeah, which, yeah, was like, it was claimed to be a cow that was rescued or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the origin of this photo, but that's like the backstory that the brand says it is. Yeah, so Miyoko's filed a lawsuit against California Department of Food Agriculture saying that they were um, going against their right to free free speech and trying Mm -hmm. to impose these things. So the CDFA tried to get that lawsuit dismissed. But now the U.S. District Court in Northern District of California has said, no, we're not dismissing this. It's not the government's role to censor a business accurately describing their animal-friendly products to the customers. I mean, I totally agree. Yeah. This, like, to me, like, there's so much of this that happens that I'm, like, used to just, like, the dairy industry or the meat industry or some kind of industry going against vegan brands for claiming it's, like, vegan cheese. Like, using the word cheese in their products or using the word butter or whatever. That I'm, like, like, I still don't understand it. Like, why does the dairy, in- like, the dairy industry has this issue with brands calling it, like, soy milk or cashew milk or almond milk. But coconut milk exists and it's fine. Make like sense. I just like, and I just don't understand what they think they win in this. Like just because, let's say they have to change their f- from soy milk to soy beverage, just as a random example, that doesn't really accomplish anything. Like that doesn't stop people from drinking it. <laughs> no, the people that are going to buy it are going to buy it anyways because they know what they're buying. These companies or 
industries always say, oh, we don't want to mislead the customers. It's not fair to use that wording. But honestly, people who want to buy these products will know what they're buying. And the people who buy them not knowing what they're buying, they'll be fine. Yeah. And it's also like the sa- at the same time in Ontario, there's that whole egg gag stuff happening right now where like, like I find it hilarious that it's the industries that go against the vegan products saying we don't we want to make sure we're not being misleading and all this stuff. And then a law that's passed in Ontario that's basically prohibits whistleblowers in agricultural businesses from coming forward. Like I'm like, do you, do you not see the hypo- hypocrisy here? I just don't understand. Seriously. So, yeah, it's a big win vegan-wise. Yeah. yeah. The, we started off with a really good story, and honestly, they just keep getting better from here. Yeah, no, it's it's a nice it's a nice news day. <laughs> yeah, we have positive news to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, a 12-year-old vegan chef named Omari McQueen is releasing his first cookbook. Which, congratulations. Yeah, seriously. We know how difficult that is to do. <laughs> Yeah, he started, he went vegan when he was seven, and then he kind of launched his brand when he was eight because he started a YouTube channel and made a video about making a vegan pizza, and he wasn't sure if the tomato sauce he was using was really vegan, so he decided to just kind of make his own, and that kind of launched this whole brand and company that he started so he actually sells um, dips and stuff as part of his brand to the point where last year he... Um, had a pop-up restaurant in the UK Jeez. featuring his products. Yeah, he's 12 now, so he's been at it for like <gasps> four years. But man, like he is killing it. He is. And his whole idea is that he makes recipes and he makes products that are geared towards helping kids want to go vegan. Like he's targeting his audience is other kids like him, which yeah. I think is really important because there's nothing else like this that exists, right? It's usually adults. Yeah. And also, like, like that's one of the things, like, I think, like, our target market is also people our age because we know those t- that audience best. So, like, and, we like, we could make kid-friendly recipes, but we really don't know because we're not kids anymore so that we don't really have, like, the taste buds of a kid. So you need a kid to reach those kids, and it's awesome that there's one out there trying to do it. Yeah. So his cookbook comes out in January 2021. It's going to be called Omari McQueen's Best Bites Cookbook. And it has 30 easy-to-make plant-based recipes crafted by the young chef. I feel like we should try these. Like, if they're for kids, I should be able to make them, right? <laughs> Definitely. Are they for Are they for kids tasting or for kids to make? I Like, like from- is it for parents to make their kids or is it for just a cookbook for kids to make? I don't know. From, like, the perception I've gotten from, his like, reading about him, it seems like he tries to gear his content towards kids also cooking because yeah. the reason he does what he does is because he got into cooking and his parents, you know, taught him how to cook. So mm-hmm. I think he kind of wants to encourage kids to cook as well. So it probably leans to kind of both parties, I would imagine. Yeah. Maybe we can see if we can get a copy of this book. Like, I don't know... Um, how readily available it will be but um like to canada or the u.s or anything like that because he is uk based um but we should see him do a cookbook review yeah that would be awesome and i mean the fact that the video that kind of launched all this for him was making vegan pizza i just feel like he's our kind of person you know like that (laughs) one of us (laughs) 
<laughs> what a great place to start. Yeah. But also, like, I'm almost nervous because, like, what if we fail at his recipes, too? Are we just destined not to be good at following people's recipes? Like, <laughs> I mean, Kat, I don't know about you, but I made peace with that so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be yeah. fine. Uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, speaking of cookbooks, did you hear that Lauren Toyota kind of hinted yeah. that her book is coming out next year, 2021? Yeah, like, we knew she was working on a cookbook for a while. She'd announced that a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's actually, I think it's got a listing finally actually on, like, places. Yeah. Uh, no cover or anything like that, but that's exciting. Yeah, I think it's and, said March. March? Ooh. I so, think so, like, what, nine months? Yeah, nine but months? that's so exciting for another Hot for Food cookbook. Love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the title, I think, is, like, Hot for Food, like, everyday type stuff. So I'm hoping it's like more like simple, quick and easy weeknight meals, yes. which I'm very excited about because like I love the Hoffer Food Cookbook, but some of it takes some effort. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very excited for that. For sure. Okay. Now, speaking of being hot for food, this <laughs> next story, um, whole cuts of vegan steak were secretly launched at a Colorado restaurant. <laughs> I love all the secret launches. <laughs> yeah. So it's this vegan brand, Meaty Food. They were formerly known yes. as Emergy Foods. Both Emergy? 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 I don't know. Great names, er- gotta say. Emergy. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they quietly launched their products at Salt Bistro in Boulder, Colorado. And they didn't want to make a big announcement because they kind of just wanted to see what consumers would do and how it would do just if they put it out there and i think they said that it's sold out every single day wow i mean like it looks very like real like some pictures it looks better than some yeah but like it looks really like the closest thing to a steak that i've seen a vegan product look yeah they're putting it in a banh mi sandwich which i mean you love banh mi's i want it so bad (laughs) so bad well, that was very like passionate <laughs> answer there. <laughs> um, so I think what's interesting about this company and their process is like they talk about how every other company goes for like the ground meat, whereas they mm-hmm. wanted to have like the cuts of steak and chicken. And they, which I'm so excited about. Right, this is what we want. But yeah. they use okay, so it's called mycelium. And it's yeah, I was wondering how to pronounce it, too. <laughs> I think that that's probably right. I think it mycelium, mycelium, something like that. Yeah, it's the fast-growing root structure of mushrooms. So they ferment that and blend the high-protein fibers. And then they mix that with these other vegetable-based ingredients and spices. And then it comes into, like, this meat texture. And, like, in the pictures, well, some of the pictures, it really does yeah. look like it's got the texture of, like, a piece of steak. Uh huh. Like I knew mushrooms were such a magical ingredient. Like magic mushrooms. Yeah, cat. We know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like even like the chicken looks really chickeny. Like it looks really good. Honestly, you're. I mean, you're right. Mushrooms are the underrated They're, meat substitute. That's what I'm saying. Like I think, like I love tofu. I love tempeh. I love seitan. You know, I like all that stuff. But mushrooms. There's something special about mushrooms. <laughs> wow, you're just really feeling it for the mushrooms today. <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> mushrooms are just so good how could you not <laughs> I, I am right there with you and i cannot wait until we get to try the sandwich or like bring this to canada please i want to try yeah. it yeah like now that you slowly la- now that you quietly slowly launched it can you do a more aggressive launch please and just bring yes. it to canada <laughs> let's get loud yeah <laughs> bring it to um a bonmi boys and let bonmi boys make something delicious with it <laughs> oh my god that would be amazing they already have <gasps> a great bonmi I know. All I want is a bod me now. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, this was a mistake. Why are we doing this? A uh, mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are funny. Uh, on fire today. <laughs> okay. Now we've got another really good feel feel good story. So the owner behind Slutty Vegan is paying to send Richard Brooks four kids to college. Now, for anyone who isn't up on the news, uh, Brooks was shot and killed by police officers after they found him sleeping in a car at a Wendy's parking lot. Um, so it was a unnecessary killing by police, as we are seeing in the news more and more these days. But um, Pinky Cole, who she's the owner of Slutty Vegan, she's always had a lot of... Um, community and nonprofit programs and stuff that she's done. So through that and through partnering with HBCU, Clark Atlanta University, Mm -hmm. they're able to pay for his four kids to go to college. And it's like a $600,000 scholarship that they're giving them so that they can cover tuition, they can cover meals, they can cover their room and board. It's, so that it's not it's not just tuition. They are going to college and they don't have all these like hidden costs of like textbooks and food and housing. Exactly. Because like a loss like this is going to hit that family significantly in a financial way for a long time to come. And now it's just like one really important thing that they don't have to worry about anymore. Mm-hmm. And like that's something that like so like I think that his kids are pretty young still. Um, he had four kids aged one, two, eight, and 13. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, that's like something that like, it's nice to, you no longer have to worry about that and you can use your money elsewhere to support them in other areas like the family now. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's nice that they got it like as early as they did too. Like they know about it as early as they do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So shout out to Pinky Cole for being amazing. Yeah, really. More people like this in the world, please. Okay. Now, our next story is about the opposite of a launch. <laughs> They're taking away our vegan food. This Why does this happen to us in Canada? I mean, I'm sure it happens in the States a lot, too, but... Yeah, we just don't hear about it <laughs> yeah. as much. Um, so, speaking... It's a quiet unlaunch is now what we're talking about because so back in september or october mcdonald's launched a beyond meat burger that they were testing out in a few locations mostly in like southwestern ontario yeah and very few locations like there wasn't that many locations yeah like they i i don't think they really tried i think it was something like oh like under 50 locations which like sounds like a lot but mcdonald's has like thousands of locations all around the world so yeah, so they launched this PLT, as they called it, a plant lettuce tomato burger. Um, but now, just recently, people have discovered that 
they actually took it off the menu on April 6th and didn't really say anything about it. They just quietly removed it, took it off of their site as well. And they don't have any plans to bring it back. It just, it makes me so sad because, first of all, they tested it in very, like, rural areas. So, it was in, like, London, Ontario areas, right? Yeah, and, like, Guelph. Which is, like, yeah, which is, like, yeah, there's cities. Like, London is a city and Guelph is a city. But, like, they're very, like, suburban cities. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's very much the suburbs out there. There's farm country out there. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there is a difference in... Um, in desire for vegan products compared to su- the suburbs and rural areas versus like cities. So I kind of wish they had tested it in both like, yes, tested in London and Guelph, but also tested in a city somewhere, just a few locations because like McDonald's and a lot of fast food places are also known to do like regional, like different menus in different locations. Like, can in Canada we have like the McLobster or something, or we did, oh, or yeah. or the McRib or something like that. Yeah, that all like, of the above. But but like the states doesn't always have it, and like certain locations have. St- I think there's a McDonald's that still has pizza in the states. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I wish they had tested it in other places too to see if there's like markets that would have been more receptive to it. Because then like you just write like it just makes me sad that. We never got to try it yeah. and like see if it was good. It feels like there was a lot of excitement when it launched and a lot of hype, but that was mostly just from like the vegan groups that we follow who are like, oh my God, a product, but you weren't really <laughs> seeing McDonald's putting that into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm curious about like, I'm curious how the test went. Like I really wish things like that were more readily available to know how the test went in comparison to like other tests they do like how much did it sell per week compared to like this product or this product or whatever um because like it just makes me sad like i just i i just still don't understand how a and w can successfully do it but a place like mcdonald's can't and it confuses me Like, I know there's different clientele and there's different images and brand and all that kind of stuff that plays into that, but it's still just very confusing. It makes me sad. Yeah, it doesn't make sense why A&W is, like, this anomaly right now, and they've just, like, managed, apart from their chicken nuggets, which they should really, really bring back. A&W, if you're listening, please bring the chicken nuggets back. Yeah, but their products have done just fine, and it feels like every other place doesn't have the same success. And also, like, Harvey's has had a veggie burger since I've been a kid. Yeah. And, like, if they can have a good... Like, because McDonald's doesn't even have a veggie burger. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Like, I'm like, what's going on? Harvey's can do it. Why can't you? (laughs) Now, I'm also kind of curious, like, Wendy's had just launched a vegan burger before we went into lockdown, right? Yes. I'm curious what's going to happen there. I kind of forgot about that. I, I actually managed to try it just before lockdown. So yeah. now I feel like that's I, like, it's not a proper test anymore. You got to try again. Yeah. I also, one of the things that I think that maybe is the reason it's not working in some bigger like chains like McDonald's or Wendy's or whatever, like A&W to me, they made a burger that was very similar to other burgers on their menu. Like mm-hmm. they didn't have like... A&W doesn't necessarily have, like, special burgers. They have, like, the Mama Burger and the Papa Burger, but they're all, like, classic burgers. Right. To me, 
a lot of people probably go to McDonald's for like a Big Mac or like those like really specialty burgers that um, you, McDonald's is known for. And so when you just throw on a burger that's kind of just a regular old burger, like maybe people are like, no, like we want a veggie burger, but we want that classic McDonald's. Like we want those McDonald's burgers. We don't necessarily want just a regular old veggie burger that you can get anywhere else. We want like a bi- a vegan Big Mac or a veggie Big Mac or I don't know what the rest of their popular ones are because <laughs> I o- eat Big Macs. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, Catherine. We know that you're just trying to say that you want a vegan Big Mac because they're amazing and you made one and it was delicious. Yes, yes. <laughs> come on, McDonald's. You could do it too. <laughs> and also like, like a Wendy's, like they're very popular with their chicken burgers. So like maybe try and make like a vegan chicken burger or a veggie chicken burger or something like that. Like maybe they need to like try and veganize what they're known for, like what they're best known for instead of introducing a whole brand new product that people have to not only like it, not only is it new because it's a veggie burger, but it's also new because it's a whole different burger than what you have on your menu at all. Like it's not the same flavors as that people are used to. Mm-hmm. But then when you talk about chicken, it's like, well, KFC, where are we at with that trial that you did? Because like, we'd really like that yeah. to come back and, you know, do that yeah, again. And come on. More chicken, please. Come on, KFC. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, so I feel like maybe some of these places, because like, there's some places that are just very, very known for certain things. Maybe you just need to try and veganize what you're known for. That's true. I think that's great advice. Catherine, why don't you <laughs> reach out to McDonald's CEO, um, Chris... Kempinski something will do I'll yeah. figure out how to pronounce the first the last name first good. before I do good start <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I just like I wish they would go and try and veganize like those classics like I feel like if they had veganized a Big Mac there would be people who even weren't vegan that would try it who like Big Macs yeah I think you're right but as we're talking about like Canadian restaurants having vegan products that kind of leads us into our last story which mm-hmm. is good news for vegan products canada. in canada yeah uh, our prime minister justin trudeau announced that a hundred million dollar investment is going into plant-based foods in canada more specifically i think it's a winnipeg right yeah more specifically a winnipeg plant it's going to Sorry. merit functional foods which is in winnipeg which is like very like not what i expected what do you mean? Like going to one place or going to that place? No, no, no. Winnipeg specifically. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love Winnipeg. I've been to Winnipeg a lot. But like just it's again, it's a very rural place. And I guess like we don't necessarily have a lot of I, I again, no idea where manufacturers that of that scale and size go when you're not in a place that has that much land. But like I'm just always a little shocked that like a place Maybe, I mean, I don't know what Manitoba is known for. Are they known for, like, beef or pork or anything like that? Because, like, Alberta is very known for, like, beef farming, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I would have been shocked if, like, it had gone into Alberta because, like, you know, it's very big on, like, animal agriculture out there. Yeah. So I was just a little surprised that it was going to Winnipeg. Well, it does mention that... um it's meant to support the farmers who produce canola and yellow peas because that's also mm. what Merit uses in a lot of their products. Mm-hmm. So I think the idea is if those are being farmed in that area, then they want, like this is Trudeau fully said, um, he, we have an opportunity to bring together Canadian innovation and Canadian crops and it's a yeah. chance to create more jobs in that industry. So I think 
that's the idea. Maybe that's why they went with Merit. And Merit specializes in plant-based proteins, but it sounds like they use a lot of like the canola and yellow peas that are already grown in Canada. So Yeah. I wonder what, like, have you heard of Merit Functional Foods? <laughs> I was really thought that you would know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like on their website now. And I'm like, do they like supply protein to other companies? Like, I'm like, who are they? <laughs> yeah. I can't figure it out. Um, but I'm happy to see any kind of investment into plant-based proteins because I do think, and I think, um, this pandemic has also opened people up a little bit more to plant-based proteins because of like, there's been meat shortages and things like that. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to see that the Canadian government values plant-based farming. Mm -hmm. It's nice to see. Yeah, and I think they do recognize that people are buying these products more. So why not embrace that and build it into our economy and help build jobs from it? It it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this article also goes on to mention, like, they start mentioning, oh, restaurants and cafes have brought in products. So here's our here's our old friend Tim Hortons being mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Timmy Hoes. <laughs> uh like a week ago, they announced that they're going to have almond milk available in most locations soon. I hate the word most. Soon. To say all of them. <laughs> it's, uh... Most and soon are the, is the most vague statement ever. <laughs> yeah, seriously. We already have trust like, issues with Tim Hortons. To be honest, like most is 51%. It's technically 50.01%. Of stores, because that is most of the stores they have. Like, I want to know what most means, and I want to know what soon is. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm going to go back to Timmy's, unfortunately. I don't drink coffee or anything like that, so. Yeah, I we just always approach Tim Hortons with caution now, because you just never <laughs> know. And actually, I feel like it's going to be, a, that's how we're going to feel about a lot of fast food restaurants, because, you know, yeah. they launch these things, or maybe they don't, and then they go away. Yeah. That's, I think if you're in Toronto or London, Ontario, just go to Globally Local. <laughs> yes. It's delicious. We need more of them. <laughs> oh my God, that reminds me. I got, oh, I got a sad piece of news about a vegan restaurant. Oh no. Oh no. What vegan restaurant? Well, there's like only one good one where I live, Copper Branch. <gasps> it's closing? They did not survive the lockdown. Oh, that sucks. I know. I'm so I like bummed. Copper Branch. Right? And it's like the best vegan food I could get around here <laughs> outside the city. <laughs> and like it was like not only was it like you weren't even settling. Like it's just good vegan food. Yeah, seriously. That's sad. I, know, I hope sorry. they're able to like I hope after like all this pandemic stuff things level out and people figure out their new normal that they're able to expand again eventually. I hope so too, because they'll be very. Um, but, <laughs> but also, so I've still been reading more of this like merit functional foods. What mm -hmm. I think they do, I think they they make like they sell the protein to companies that manufacture like meat alternatives or protein bars and things like that. That's what I think they do. Okay, so that makes sense to yes. put the money. So into they're that. a business. Yeah. yeah, they're a business that deals with other businesses that create the products that we eat. Oh, yeah. So we've probably definitely had their work before. <laughs> probably their work. <laughs> Delicious work, Merit. Delicious. 
um but yeah so like they have specific protein products and they like talk about what they're good for so like meat and egg alternatives and like um ready to drink beverages so like they have different proteins that they sell to other companies to make protein based foods that's awesome yeah so hopefully that is like a nice good investment to help canada you know get ahead of the game a little bit yeah let's do it let's get more products into the grocery stores and more products into the restaurants yeah and lower the cost of beyond meat yes (laughs) please please (laughs) (laughs) it's just so good and i just hate that it's so expensive i know the sausages i need a really good vegan product that is on par or similar cost to burger costs (laughs) like i'm okay if it's more expensive but like double triple quadruple the cost is just too much (laughs) yeah it's it's a little bit rough (laughs) Uh, but you know beyond me keep being delicious yeah (laughs) um do we have anything else to add i think that that's it for the stories that was a that was fun it was nice to get back to some news I know. Um, especially, like, most of it was, like, feel-good news, so it was nice. Yeah, it's good to have good stuff to talk about for once that isn't, like, pandemic-related. I think we can call this a successful comeback. I think so, too. That's it for this edition of In the News. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. And that's the way the plant-based protein crumbles. <laughs> So, yeah, how's your pandemic going, Devin? A little update, because we haven't done pandemic diaries in a while. I think we did it last week, but... Did we? Oh, my goodness. I think so. Sure? No, didn't we talk about uh, backdrops, backdrops? Photography backdrops? Yeah, but I think we did both. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Oh, man. See, that's how <laughs> the pandemic is going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that feels right. Um, I think I'm just kind of at the point where I really miss filming with you. <laughs> I mean, I've yeah, been at that point the whole time, but now it's like, everyone's going back to normal, but I don't think it's right, but I miss it. Yeah. But to be honest, like, that's the only thing I miss, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I notice. <laughs> and I am I honored, am... actually. <laughs> I am having the time of my life <laughs> in pandemic. <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, yeah. I just, like, my life really hasn't changed um, all that much. I still don't leave my house. Um, yeah. I'm so I happy still just, for you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm doing pretty good, you know? That's good. That's good. I've been going to bed earlier this week, and that's been, been great. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. Sleep is good. Yeah. Definitely good. Yeah. it's You know what? I always knew sleep was good, but, like, adding that extra hour has actually been wonderful like better than i thought it would have been all of my suspicions have been confirmed <laughs> like one of the th- like i was just like i i just don't want to give up time that i could be like you know working or that's relaxing that's okay. or watching a movie yes, or doing okay. something you know like i'm like why do i need to sleep an extra hour but now you know i get it yeah i saw this really powerful post today that was like we never let our phones get down to 1% because we can't let it run on 1%, but we do that to ourselves all the time. Wow. Wow. Charge your battery, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, Devin, what have you been baking lately? Let's do a baking recap because I know that's been a big part of your quarantine. 
Uh, well, I made some granola and muffins this week and I got really arrogant and went really fast and almost forgot the baking powder and the flax egg in my muffins. <laughs> so that was just a little reminder from the universe to be like, nice try. You're not hot shit. <laughs> but everything turned out fine. <laughs> That's great. They were delicious. <laughs> yes, they were edible. <laughs> oh, what about um, I you? tried... I tried to make a um, a pound cake yesterday, like an apple pie pound cake. It did not go well. Um, I baked it for like an hour and five minutes, and it was not cooked, even close. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, I like tried to. So I've been trying to do more ratio baking. So like looking up the ratios of pound cake, looking up this, and just kind of like fully, fully from scratch, just throwing together some stuff and seeing if it works. Science. It it did not work. Oh, dear. Um, instead of the, like, so normally a pound cake is equal parts um, flour, eggs, butter, and um, sugar. Interesting. So Okay. That's what I learned, actually. So I was doing, when I was doing research on pound cakes, it's called <laughs> a pound cake because there's a pound of every ingredient. It's one to one to one to one. Wow. I was like, that, that's really cool. <laughs> um. But instead of eggs, because I was making like a full loaf and I never know if like flat, like flax eggs work up into a certain point. Like mm. if you need like five eggs, like I don't know how, how good of a substitute flax eggs is. Yeah. So I tried to do yogurt instead because I also had coconut yogurt oh. I wanted to use up. Um, I think that wasn't a good idea. Oh dear. Yeah. It, it, it tasted delicious. It just was not a cake. It was so weird. It was... <laughs> It was very, very moist, very, very um, paste-like. Oh, oh um, dear. I still ate a slice. <laughs> do you think you would try it again? And, like, do you ever use egg replacer? Um, I almost never use egg replacer, but I've been thinking about using egg replacer. So I might buy some egg replacer next time I send Hutch to the grocery store. <laughs> you should try it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been using a lot of egg replacers since you have that box to use up? No, I haven't, actually. <laughs> um, so maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, um, also, I made another chocolate chip cookie recipe that has been great. Cookies so for have, days. Guys, you'll probably have another chocolate chip cookie recipe coming at you sometime soon. <laughs> Who's mad? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> but yeah, no, that it's it's been pretty, pretty good i just ordered some pizza for tonight so i don't have to cook oh my goodness you really yeah. are thriving <laughs> <laughs> except that so i hatch was in such shock because he's like let's order pizza and i'm like i don't know if i'm feeling like pizza and he's like wait what what exactly because <laughs> i was like kind of feeling like chinese food or something like that where it's like a bunch of different things oh, okay and like you had like a plate of things and then hutch convinced me that it's probably like let's not buy get chinese food and then have a bunch of like takeout containers in our fridge that we have to eat up over the next three days oh yeah that sounds like torture <laughs> <laughs> so we still ordered pizza <laughs> so my pandemic's been fun well that's that's good i'm glad i will say you're like i you make my pandemic better wow, wow. that is so nice yeah. oh my goodness yeah. i can't believe you just said that i could take it back no please don't okay that's that's so nice yeah 
I do. I really miss filming with you, though. That is something I miss greatly. Yeah, me too. I feel like I won't know how to do it by the time we're back. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to be, like, tripping over things. (laughs) What is happening? It's going to be like an infomercial where you're dropping (laughs) everything. (laughs) Sounds like great content to me. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just keep a camera rolling always. (laughs) Exactly. But, yeah, no, it's fine. It's It's that weird, like, I think we're in this, like, weird part of the pandemic, at least here in Canada where we are, where we like we're like it kind of feels like it's starting to be almost okay where we can might be able to film again but we're also like but it still kind of feels too soon yeah and we also don't trust that it will last either so exactly this weird limbo that you don't really but also like part of that part of the reason that i'm always like oh maybe we should just film is because i think it might not last i'm like i just i don't want it to be another like three months Oh my god, that stresses me out so much. <laughs> yeah, let's just stop talking about it. <laughs> okay, yes, let's just end the episode. Let's go. Bye. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> but this was fun. This felt kind of normal talking about yeah. news again. Yeah, it was it was nice to see news popping up again too. Um and to kind of just like finding that balance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we hope everyone enjoyed a little throwback episode to what we used to do all the time (laughs) and our pandemic update. We hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future episodes. And if you want to check out our recipes, they are at twomarketgirls.com or we are also called Two Market Girls on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest. So you can find us wherever you look pretty much. So it's pretty great. All the places. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.